Great to see everyone this morning, especially if you're a guest. Thanks for being here and a part of our assembly today. And once you know that you're welcome, if you're passing through and going somewhere else, maybe you're headed somewhere for the eclipse tomorrow and you stop by today, uh, thanks for being here. Glad you're here. Matter of fact, if you're from our area, from town, and you came by today, thanks for being here and being a part of our assembly today. Hope to encourage you by being here. Yep, it's the time for the eclipse. Hadn't happened in, since 1918 uh, that it went all the way across the United States. 1979 was the last time we had a full one here. In the, United, in the United States. You guys remember that one? Jim, you remember that one? <laughs> he can't see out of his right eye because of that one. Uh, it's, it's kind of a neat deal. Of course, you guys probably know, know about it. I mean, it's been all the news and that sort of thing, although it looks like we may have some clouds, so you might not be able to see it. But uh, the idea is, of course, the moon is going to get in front of the sun, and it'll, it'll, it'll cause us, right here in our area, it'll be about 99%. So it'll almost be completely dark. If you wanted to go up just a little bit north, you could be in the, you know, where it was going to be completely dark. And uh, if you got those plans, get ready for a traffic, traffic jam, I'm afraid, because I think everybody else has those plans too. Uh, but it's kind of one of those deals that, uh, you know, over the years, uh, eclipses have been kind of a, uh, you know, a, people didn't know about them. They didn't know what was going on. And so for a long time, it was kind of looked at as kind of scary uh, when there was an eclipse, you know. And, uh, and today, of course, we know what's going on, so it's not that bad. And, and don't worry, if you happen to miss this one coming tomorrow, in, in, in uh, uh, seven years, uh, what was it, 20, April 2024, yeah, it's going to happen again. So you could be, matter of fact, if you lived over in Illinois, there's a certain town there where you could get this one and that one, and you could, yeah, yeah, right. Jim knows all about this, so if you want to, you can only see out of one eye, but he knows about it. Uh, uh, but, uh, and, and of course, and then the next one's what, in 45, August 11th and 45, 2045, and you guys can, can, can get a hold of that one. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, there was a time when these eclipses happened and people thought that, that the, something was eating the sun. And it was kind of a scary deal because they thought, oh, no, we're not going to see the sun anymore, you know, that sort of thing. And, and over the times, uh, things have been kind of scary along with eclipses. Now, I... I I don't know that it was an eclipse, but I do know when Christ hung on the cross, it was dark from the sixth hour until the ninth hour. You guys remember that? Now, I don't know if it was an eclipse or not. Maybe God just put his hand over the sun. I don't know. But I do know this, that it was approximately three hours, which if you know about our eclipse, it's going to happen probably about 1130 approximately. And the big thing's going to happen about one where it's total and then it's going to drift off about 230, three hours. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't, but I am saying this. People that saw that were scared. Because when that, of course, there was other things that happened, if you remember, when Christ died on the cross. There was earthquakes, dead rose, temple of the curtain, uh, the curtain of the temple was torn. Remember that? And, and matter of fact, those that were standing around, they saw that and they were scared. And they said, this is the Son of God. In other words, this is the, I mean, there's something different about this, right? Interesting, isn't it, that uh, things can happen and people just get all toward it. And there's really no danger in the eclipse other than burning your eye. <laughs> but other than that, nothing's going to happen. Other than it's going to get a little dark and that sort of thing. But other than that, it's just, it's just you know, a natural deal that happens. And matter of fact, they say it happens every time it goes around there, once a month or whatever it is. But it just so happens that most of the time you don't see it. Because it's, it's eclipsing out there in the water somewhere, so nobody's around to look at it. Right? Uh, but this, so this is not an unusual deal. So there's really no danger in eclipse. And I, and I guess when I put eclipse dangers on there, you're getting 
well, wait a minute, that's a silly thing. Well, yeah, really, there's no danger in that part, but there are some great dangers in eclipses. Now, what I want to talk about this morning, of course, is this. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So they can't see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as servants for Jesus Christ's sake. For God, who said, let the light shine in the darkness, made his light to shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. You see, I live in a world where there's eclipses going on, all right? You can't see. People are not seeing the true light. And this morning, I'd like playing on the, the, the eclipse thing, right? I want to just kind of just focus on this idea that, you know, sometimes in this eclipse that I'm talking about, the sun is obscured. By the way, real quickly here, if you're looking at your small group paper right now, uh, there's a, a typo on the first point there. It says something about the Bible. Um, if you want to change that, especially your group leaders, uh, that's supposed to say the sun is obscured. That was when I was changing the template over that that got switched there. So that's what that is on that. The sun is obscured. We can't see the sun. And that, of course, is a dangerous thing when we're talking about Christ. His glory is not seen. And I understand that there's many ways maybe that happens, but, but first of all, of course, what's happening when an eclipse happens is the moon is going in front, as far as where we are and we're looking up, the moon is getting in the front of the sun. Now, the sun is 400 times, approximately 400 times bigger than the moon is. But it's also approximately 400 times farther away. So it's kind of like if I look at that clock out there, I can put my finger and my fingers right here and it's much smaller than that clock but it covers the whole clock from here so I can't see what time it is I may preach all day no that's not the point the point is is that it's, it's that clock so it's that moon even though it's much smaller it's much closer also and so it gets in the way and we can't see the sun so that's what that the idea is now I matter of fact I, the idea of this moon and you see I have it in quotes there sometimes I've even heard Christians called moon you know why because we reflect the Oh, the S-O-N, right? Christians are supposed to reflect the S-O-N. In other words, we're supposed to be showing him. And, and, that, and so this morning, I, I just I got this idea that, you know, sometimes it's Christians that keep Christ from being seen. Is that not tragic? Sometimes it is the way Christians act, things that they do, that cause such a disturbance that people lose sight of Christ. You see, we were supposed to have this love for one another and this love for people and this, and this push to be compassionate and, and caring about everybody we come in contact with. That's what we were supposed to do. But what happens is, is that we are so strong in our beliefs and that we are so strict in what we think the Bible says and how we're going to believe it and follow it that sometimes we can act and do things in such a way that we get in the way of people seeing what Christ was all about in the first place. You see, sometimes we forget that God loves us so much that He doesn't want anyone to perish. Life is going to be over. Our Lord will come again. And because of that, we need to be His child and covered by His blood. The whole point, the whole message of the Bible is Christ came to die for sinners. He wants everyone to be with Him for all eternity. It's too bad that in the past and maybe today, 
Christians act in such a way that they obscure Christ from people. All people see are, and I'm going to put this in quotes, Christians. They don't see Christ. They just see Christians, and they think, how hypocritical, how judgmental, how harsh you people are. God can't be real. Christ can't be real if that's the way Christians act. Oh, isn't that sad? Tragically, sometimes the reason people can't see Christ is because of Christians. Don't let that be us. Don't let that be us. Make sure we are living as Christ wants us to live and acting as Christ wanted us to act. But maybe there's some other things that obscure the vision, that obscure you from seeing Christ. Obstacles that get in the way, all right? What is darkening your life? Maybe there's something right now that is darkening your life. Could it be some sinful thing? Oh, I just threw a few up there, or maybe there's lots more. But maybe it's a sinful thing that you have in your life, and you can't get close to Christ. You can't have that kind of relationship with Him because you're keeping some sinful stuff in your life. You're being obscured. If something's in the way, you're not getting to Christ. Why? Maybe it's because you're leaving some sinful stuff there. If that's the case, of course, you'll never be close to him. I mean, that makes sense. You can't be next to Christ. You can't be following him if, of course, you're keeping those sinful things in your life. You know why? Of course, because our God can't have anything to do with sin. Not going to. That's the reason Christ died. It's because everyone, he wants everyone to have a chance to come to him. I thought about this verse over in John chapter 3, verse 9 through 19 to 21. This is the verdict, that light has come into the world. Amen. Light did come into the world. Our Lord came here, right? But people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Oh, yeah, he was here. He, I mean, they could have saw him, but they didn't. The reason they didn't is because, well, their deeds were evil, and they wanted to stay in that instead. Everyone who hates, everyone who, sorry, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come to the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Makes sense. But whoever lives by the truth, they come into the light so that it may be seen plainly what the, uh, that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. No more hiding, no more staying in that sinful stuff. We are going to be right in our Lord's light. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I, and I, of course, I'm getting this lesson together on eclipses and all that sort of thing. But I found so many verses that uh, have this reference to light versus darkness. You guys ever notice that? As you read through your Bible, so many times there's this, this, this contrast. People living in darkness, staying away from God. And as Christ being the light and shining into the darkness and giving this hope and, and warmth and light and that sort of thing. And so there's this opposite thing going on here. Where there's this darkness and, and, and hidden and, and all those evil deeds that happen in the darkness, that sort of thing. And then on the other side you have this brightness where everything glows and everything shines and everything is seen. And it's depicting Christ in the way God is in our lives or supposed to be in our lives. Tragically, because sometimes because of sin, because we'd rather live in evil, we obscure the S-O-N and we don't let him into our lives. Maybe some other things, though. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's, and I got to thinking, you know, there's a lot of things that could keep me from having that kind of relationship with Christ that I'm supposed to, being exposed to the sun, S-O-N, as it may be. Things like maybe your job. Did you know your job can be an obstacle between you and God? Oh, yeah, it can do it. It can take so much of your time. It can take so much of your energy. It can take your heart. 
away from, oh yeah, absolutely it can. Matter of fact, it could be even your family. Yeah, it could happen. I've seen it happen where people and families have been a great hindrance to one another. And because of that, sometimes get obscured from the sun. Or maybe it's just things that you like to do, or et cetera, et cetera. I should have put ETC at the end of that because it could be many things that could come between you and God. Don't let anything keep you from your Lord. Now, I say those things, all right, but I've noticed something. As I mentioned a minute ago, this moon is a lot closer than that sun is from me, and that's why we're going to be able to have this blocked out, all right? I noticed something else in my life, that sometimes it's the things right here close that really get me all wrapped up, and I forget to look on out. Anybody else that way? Sometimes the, the stuff in life just happens. All of the, uh, you know, the, the issues, the problems, the and I just made a list of some things that maybe today are close to you. And because they're close, you can't see past them. Sadness or depression or sorrow or grief or despair, regret, remorse, resentment, etc., etc. It could be many things that because they are so real and so prevalent right now in your life, you can't see past it. Because maybe, maybe you're young. And you're thinking, i got so much life ahead of me, it's hard for me now to focus about eternity. Wow, what happens after death? I'm still, I'm barely living, right? I just have a few years, i got a long way to go. I can't think about those sort of things. Maybe it's health issues. Oh, they're so prevalent and so powerful, that's all I can think about is how I feel and what's going on in my life today, and I can't see past that there's something else out there. This morning, I don't want to let anything come between me and seeing what my God has done, seeing Christ and what he has in store for me when this life is over. Don't let yourself be obscured from the sun. also thought, I, I guess you guys know, that it's going to be uh, tomorrow. Uh, it will be mostly dark. Like I say, in our area, it won't be completely, 99% covered. If you go a little north, it'll be dark. And you'll be able to see some stars like it was dark. They say that the little birds will go to sleep. I don't know. I don't have any birds, so I'm not going to be able to tell for sure. I'll try to find one, right? Uh, but and 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 not only that, it'll be uh, it, it will be cold. They say it, it could be like 10 to 15 degrees colder when the moon goes in front. So I'm thinking, you know, it's only supposed to be 93 tomorrow, so it's going to get down to like 83. So wear your coat, right? Uh, but it is, I mean, it is supposed to affect the temperature. It's supposed to affect, of course, the light. You know, it's supposed to affect that sort of thing. So, and I got to thinking, what would my life be like if Christ wasn't in it? What would, what would, I, what would I have to look forward to for my 80 or 90 or, or 100 years that I might get to live? Or some people, like, I think that we got one lady that's 106. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, what am I going to do for those years? How, do, how am I going to look forward to living some years here? Listen, this is me speaking, just, just telling you what I think. If it weren't for Christ and it weren't for a relationship with God, I would be so disappointed. I would be so depressed about facing life tomorrow. Why? What is life? 
If all it is is just I'm just a little microorganism living and I'll live a few, uh, a few years and then it's going to be, is that life? Is that all there is to it? You see, the eternal life you have in Christ is more than just a story. It's more than just something to talk about on a Sunday. If it's true that God is real, and if it's true that He sent His Son here and that His sacrifice was made for our sins, then it's also true that He's coming back again. Without Him, I feel darkness. I feel despair. I feel cold. I do not feel this kind of warmth. Where is it? It is only found in Christ. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's what our Savior offers to His people. The, dark, the darkness cannot overcome the light. Well, there is one danger, and I talked about it a little bit, and, I, and just real quickly here, because I know that there is a danger in an eclipse, because if you look directly at it, they make little glasses. You guys got your glasses? You do? Man, I don't have any. Do you have an extra pair? I figured I'd just take a welding helmet and try that. They say sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, depends on if you got a 12 or a 13 or whatever it is. But anyway, uh, I don't have, but I do know, and Jim could be, can tell you all about it if you'd like to know more, because if you look at this thing directly, you can hurt your eyeballs because you're looking at the sun. That makes sense. I can, you guys, remember, maybe you did this when in 79, Teresa and I remember, we made a little hole in a paper and washed it going up. You guys, did you ever? Okay, that's the way we did it. I guess because maybe they didn't make glasses in 79. I don't know. But anyway, that's the way we did it. Or maybe our school was so poor that they couldn't afford the glasses. Wait, they're free, right? I don't know. Anyway, I do know that looking at it directly really can cause you some issues. So don't look at the sun directly. When it, Do you have to tell anybody not to look at the sun? It kind of hurts. But. The thing about it is, and I thought about it, we're talking, of course, we're using this analogy of this eclipse thing, right? Here's another one. Looking directly at the S-O-N sure changes the way you see also. When you see him, things change in your life. I mean, really see him. Not just as some kind of a, a figure that lived a few years, years ago, and they keep writing about. No, no, no. If you see him like he is, like he really is, the Son of God, God comes to this earth to live here on this earth, to become this kind of sacrifice. You see that, and you focus on that, that changes the way you see some things. It changes the way you see yourself, that's for sure. All of a sudden, I'm seeing myself in a totally different light. I see myself as a fallen, frail, sinful thing that I rely on my mercy and grace of my Lord. I also see myself as something very small in the picture of all of it, but so important to my Lord that He would give everything for me. Different. You look at yourself different when you see Christ and what He has done. I also notice that you see others different. You start seeing other people like Christ sees other people. You see, if Christ had this idea that you were so precious that He would die for you, if I believe in Him and my life is in Him, then all of a sudden I'm seeing you as someone who is important and precious and needs our Lord and I would do anything for. It's a different way. And the reason that happens is because you see Christ. You see who He is and what He's done. When you do that, it changes the way you see other people. When Christ was upon this earth, He looked around and He saw people that needed Him. You ever notice that? He'd be in a big crowd and He'd see somebody that needed Him. And He'd go and He'd make sure He took care of them. He'd be sitting down to a meal and somebody would come in and they would start, mm, mm, 
maybe crying on his feet. It literally happened, right? And he, matter of fact, he looked around. They did, for some reason, he felt like the people that were sitting him didn't see her. And they said, can you see this woman? I see her. She needs something. She needs me. We see people, we see people that need Christ. But it also changes the way we see God. Because we see Christ. And if you see Christ, you see God. Think about this verse. This is in John chapter 14, verse 6 through 9. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. What? From now on, you do know him, because you have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That we would, that would be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. We get a glimpse of God by looking at Christ. You see, the part of Christ of which the words, the word came here to this earth. We got a glimpse of God right here on this earth. And are we so thankful? Aren't we so thankful that they wrote it down and recorded it? Right? We have those records. We can see what Christ did, how he acted, the way he handled situations that came up, the way he looked at life and the importance of being God's child and doing whatever God said, even to the point of being a sacrifice on the cross. We get a picture. We can see what God is like through Christ being here on this earth. Changes the way we see everything when we look at the sun. Changes the way we see ourselves, others, and our God. Let's close up this morning. I just want you to think about this idea of don't let anything come between you and your Lord. He's done everything for you. Now, I understand this morning that this is based upon belief. I was looking this week, and if you uh, uh, have heard, there's a whole group of people now, and you can look it up for yourself, that believe that the earth is flat. I'm serious. Uh, and, and they have this idea of how this is all working. And, and if you want to, you could get on the Internet and you could see how the eclipse is happening according to the flat earth. Okay? Uh, and, and I say that because this is based upon belief. All right? Now, I also understand that there are some compelling evidences <laughs> that prove that that's not happening. So my point is this. You can believe whatever you want. Right? I mean, if there's right now literally thousands of people who think the earth is flat, you can believe what you want. If you'd like to believe that, go ahead. Believe that. But here's the deal. What you believe about Christ has an eternal importance. What you believe about Christ is eternally important. In other words, if it's not true, and there is no God, and there is no Christ, and He never came to this earth, and none of that was real, and even if He did come to the earth, it wasn't God's Son. Okay. If it's true that God is real, if it's true that he is God's son, that he did become a sacrifice for our sin, if that is true, then that changes everything. Your eternal existence is changed upon that. So what do you believe about it? You believe it's true or you believe it's not true? All right. Now, for me, there are some compelling evidences that prove to me that God is real. There's just no way it could happen any other way. So therefore, I have no reason. I, I, for me, what I believe is, God is real, the Bible is true, that Jesus was here, that he did become a sacrifice, and his way is the only way to be with the Father. I believe that. I believe because of what the Bible